Alrighty, well good morning everybody and thank you guys for joining us. It's been a while. <laughs> yes. We are officially IMTS 2016 post show and super excited. We hope you all had a fabulous show. Um, and thank you guys for taking the time to join us for another IMTS webinar and podcast today. Um, so we will be with our fabulous marketing gunslinger, Mr. Steve Miller. Who's lurking in the background? With I'm sorry. Is anybody still in that in your office, lurking in the background, or you're not? In oh yeah. We have Miss Jean. <laughs> there's there's yes. Jean. There we go. Yes. Yep. But we are all geared up here. Um, we're just closing out the show, having some post-show meetings, um, and getting geared up for our international event. But I do have a few um, just general announcements. Um, first, we just released our IMTS 2016 post-show report. So if you guys are interested in getting that data, it's on our website. Check it out, imts.com. And secondly, it's for all of our exhibitors out there. If you haven't already, please apply for space. The deadline was last week, but um, we are still accepting applications. I think, and we so far have over, um, I want to say, a million square feet. A million exhibitors already. So. Oh yes. It's going to be routed. Yes. So we're super excited about that. Um, and yeah, those are my two announcements. Today we're going to be learning about some branding secrets of Santa Claus. Now that is exciting. <laughs> It's the holiday season, isn't that right? Yes. It, you know, so nowadays exciting. when it's it's uh, when it's Halloween, actually Halloween is now the kickstart to the holidays. I know. It's, <laughs> it's it kind is. of scary. Yeah. Hi, everybody. And uh, yes. hello, thank you. Hello. Michelle, as always, you know, That's I keep great. wanting her to stay. She has to leave. I keep wanting her to stay <laughs> on because... That way, you guys don't have to look at me <laughs> through the whole program. You can just you can listen to me talk, and I'm sorry, the beautiful Rochelle. So anyway, but I know she has to go. So, yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you, Rochelle. Great seeing you. Great seeing you guys, and thank you guys for joining. I, I you know, and you're gonna go, and Mean Jean's gonna be around there somewhere. I don't know, and we'll see we'll see Jean in a couple of weeks when we come back. Um, for another webinar. Now, Oleg asked the question, uh, uh, is there going to be other, uh, or, or will there be more webinars? And the answer is, of course, yes. We will definitely be having more webinars. This is this is what we do. Yes. Yep, okay. we will be having one um, once a month um, until the end of the year. And uh, we'll be continuing our webinars. Right. We will so be just check out the webinar schedule. We'll get those up. Yeah, we'll, we'll be working on that. And... Um, at the same time, you know, as always, you know, I need to keep reminding you guys that if you have topics that you would like us to be talking about uh, regarding business growth uh, and running your businesses, let, you know, let let us know because uh, we're please do we want to we want to help you. That's what we want to do. We want to help you. So yeah. So, and and literally, I started thinking about uh, the idea that uh, uh, the holidays are coming up. And uh, whether we like it or not, that uh, because I was at uh, Home Depot last week, and they already have their artificial Christmas trees out, and 
out for sale. So it's like it's like yeah, it gets earlier and earlier every year, but uh, that's that's where we are. So uh, um, so I thought I thought well, well let's you know coming off of IMTS, and I hope everybody had a great time at IMTS, uh, a really good show, and we're going to try to make 2018 better and better for everybody. Um, you know, especially especially the attendees and the exhibitors. That's the important. Those are the important people. Um, and I thought, well, what kind of fun topic can I have after uh, after the show? Uh, and with the holidays starting to come up, uh, you know, one of the things that I focus on a lot with uh, people is is branding and the idea that branding is very very uh, important. Uh, I'm going to kick kickstart this thing here, uh, move right up, move right up into, into that screen. Um, Branding is, is you know, it, to me, it's one of the biggest parts of marketing. It's, uh, it's, it's a huge part of marketing. I think it's a very, very important part of marketing. We've done a number of different programs uh, over the over the years of doing these these monthly webinars uh, that have either been directly related to branding or certainly peripherally related to branding, uh, and. Uh, and so I thought I would have some fun with you guys this week and, and do a quasi-case study of Santa Claus. Because when you think about it, Santa Claus uh, is one of the most amazing, one of the most powerful brands uh, in the world and has been for a long, long time. Now, uh, I will say, and I will remind you this, that, that we always record these programs so that you can see them later on. Uh, and we also provide the visuals for you uh, later on. And if you have any questions, of course, go right down there uh, beneath my picture and you can, or my video, and you can ask questions during during the program as I'm as I'm going along. Uh, uh, but uh, but I thought I would use Santa Claus as an example, uh, a case study of branding done very very well. And uh, that he does branding in a, from a lot of different perspectives. He does a great job of establishing his brand and reinforcing his brand and communicating his brand uh, as as we all should. Now, mo you know, I would say that most of us probably will never reach the extent, uh, the the extensiveness of how Santa does this, but uh, because it's it's pretty sophisticated. But he's had a long time, you know, to put this together. Um, so, so now let me just let me just have a little uh, uh, foundation here of branding from my perspective because there are a lot of different ways of looking looking at branding. And the first one is that your brand, uh, your brand, in other words, your logo is not branding. Okay, it's a visual representation of your branding proposition. That's what it is. Okay, it's a visual representation it, and. And a better way of looking at it, and a more uh, a, a, a more accurate way of looking at it, is that it's about your promise. Now, what I what I, I mean, it's about your promise to the marketplace. And and essentially, what happens is that you know we've said before, uh, some of those of you that follow me, you know, I say you don't really own your brand. You own the logo. You own the symbols. No question about it. But the customer is going to determine in their mind what the brand is and what the brand represents. So the promise, when I say that you're making a promise to the marketplace, here's how I define this, all right? Your promise provides something of meaningful and real value and or an experience that your target market can't get anywhere else. 
And so therefore, your, your promise really makes you different. Now, this is a very, very important part of understanding the brand thing here, is that, is that uh, it's, not, it's simply not enough for you to be better than the competition. Because better is always copyable. Uh, a good brand and a good branding proposition, let me go back and say that, show that again. You know, a good branding proposition, which is me meaningfully important to, to your marketplace, is something you're saying to them, you know, is, is that, and, and you can certainly say that you are superior, you can say that you are uh, better, better than the competition, but because that is, uh, um, that is that is copyable. When you when you make a product better, for example, uh, than the competition, technology today commoditizes everything, and uh, more and more the the actual products that we are selling to people, and even some of the services that, that we say that we are we are providing to people um, are you know can be delivered by somebody else. So you have to wrap something else around it that people cannot get, and that's the branding promise that you're making. Now what that what, what that is establishing for you is an, you are saying to the people, here's the expectation that you can have from me or from us, is that this is the promise that I'm making to you, and, and so I'm, I'm setting the standard, right? Here's that promise I'm making to you. And then the customer then determines whether you are matching that, that promise uh, to them, you are actually better than the promise, that, uh, that you're making to them, or you're actually not living up to the promise that you're making to them. Now, the other thing about the branding proposition is that if you don't make this promise to the marketplace, they will still, in their own mind, determine what you represent to them. So if you don't make a promise to them, then they're going to come up with a, with a, a, a branding proposition for you anyway. Uh, and if you think about it, that... Uh, Santa, for example, what is the promise that Santa makes makes to uh, to everybody? His his you know he he makes the the, uh, the promise that if you've been a good boy or a good girl all year long, I'm going to bring you some really cool presents. That's the that's the that's the promise that Santa is making to children around the world, and that and 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 so I have ten different ways that Santa shows, uh, uh, shows how he, can, he brands to the people, brands to the kids, stuff like that. And this is number one. Okay? Number one is that Santa manages expectations. So he's making a very, very clear promise uh, you know, to the kids of the world uh, that uh, if you are good all year round, then I will bring you some really, really cool presents. Now, managing the expectations means that they are they is is that the customer base is then coming back and they're saying, okay, yeah, all right, we believe you, we believe you, and because he has matched that expectation with the deliverables many many times over the years, over the hundreds and hundreds of years, whatever it is, hundred years, I don't know, uh, that Santa's been around, uh, then they now start to accept that 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 he does live up to that promise, okay? And because he is, because they, expect, they accept that, you know, they think in those terms, all right? So, like, for example, you know, he gets letters from kids who are basically saying, like, here, you know, we've, we have been very good this year. Well, most of us, all right? So the kid is actually saying, you know, hey, you know we've made our beds, cleaned up our toys, we even did the dishes. Kids, kids are saying to, saying to Santa, you know, we, ought, we have been good. We've been good all year long. 
here's the promise. Of, I mean, here's, here's the proof of us being good all year long. So we are living up. You know, so, so you know, you can, you can now deliver those cool toys to us because we have been, we've been like that, okay? Here's one. I hope you and Mrs. Claus are doing well as well as your health. Some days I've been bad and some days I've been good. Well, a lot of days I've been good. You know, trying to, trying to convince Santa that, yeah, okay, you know, I've, you know, this is the promise you're making to me. So I have to, I, I actually have, in order for me to be a customer of yours, you know, I have to uh, uh, kind of live up to, the, to what you've established for me as well. I've been a good uh, little boy this year. I've worked hard, kept out of mischief. Well, mainly kept out, out, out of mischief. See, and that's typically what you're hearing from, from most of the kids. So, so Santa, number one, manages the expectations in advance by establishing what he is going to do if certain conditions uh, are, are lived up to. The second thing that Santa does is he makes a big promise, right? He, make, he does make a big promise. He, you know, when he says, I am going to deliver you cool, you know, cool presents when you've, when you've done, uh, when you've been, when you've been good. So he's making a very big promise that on Christmas morning, I'm going to bring you something uh, that you're going to really, really like. Uh, I, I remember reading somewhere recently, you know, a, a kind of a, a joke about a kid, you know, little boy, you know, was saying, was saying that, uh, you know, when he grew up, you know, he believed in Santa Claus and he, and he. Kept, you know, he kept sending letters to Santa Claus asking him for, for certain things, and one year he did not get the gifts that he asked for. And, uh, and he was really mad. He was really mad at Santa Claus, and his big brother said to him, well, don't you understand that, you know, actually Dad is Santa Claus. You know, Dad is the one who's, you know, taking, you know, deciding whether he's going to give you the gifts or not. And the little kid said, said that, well, that was the day, you know, it, ever since then he no longer believes in his dad. Okay. Still believes in Santa Claus, but he no longer believes in his, in his dad. So Santa makes a big promise, and, that's, and that big promise is something that you're saying that you can do that nobody else can do. The third, the third thing is that he facilitates referral. This is really important for us. Now, it's not enough to just hope that people uh, uh, talk about your business. It's that you want, you want to, to encourage them to talk about your business. So when Santa makes his big promise and he's, he's telling boys and girls, get together, you know, have fun and stuff like that, but they, they, he gets them to be talking to each other about him throughout the entire holiday season. I mean, because the kids don't really think about Santa Claus until when it comes to be about, about Thanksgiving, although, you know, nowadays, of course, it's, it's earlier and earlier and earlier. Um, but he facilitates those referrals by getting kids to be talking to each other about Santa Claus. What are you going to get this year? What are you asking Santa Claus for this year? You know, and, uh, and, and so that's really, really important that we facilitate the referrals as well. It's not enough to just say to people, hey, you know, we want you to, you know, we love referrals. Well, that's, that's great. No, you actually have to get out and facilitate those referrals. Uh, the number four thing is that he creates long-term relationships. You've got to think about this. I mean, you know, hey, like here, for example, there's a picture of a woman. She's got her kids. I mean, the kids look like they could care less that they are there with Santa Claus. The woman is so excited, and, she, you know, that's a long-term relationship. She's the one who's brought the kids to see Santa Claus. And, and, and even as adults, we do things like we go sit on the la on Santa's lap and get our pictures still taken with Santa as as adults. 
So the long-term relationship is there because guess what? The adults become the referral, you know, to the kid for Santa. You know, so that's part of facilitating the referrals is by keeping those long-term relationships. Uh, the, the fifth reason why, you know, why Santa has a brand is he owns a date. He has such a powerful brand. He owns a date, December 25th. Uh, and, you know, this is not, this, this has nothing to do with the religious side of Christmas or anything like that because, uh, um, you know, obviously there are people out there who are going to say, no, 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 that's, it's not a Santa Claus date. But to, to, to kids and to a lot of people, uh, December 25th does represent Santa Claus. And it's because that's the date that Santa Claus comes and delivers the toys. So he does own a date. Now, here's something to think about. See, who else owns a date? The Super Bowl owns a date. They own a Sunday is what they own, you know, once a year. They own that Sunday, and everybody pretty much shuts down, you know, everything pretty much shuts down to be watching the Super Bowl. Um, for those of you that have been around, you know, for a number of years following me, you know that uh, for a long time, I would, uh, August 16th was a day that I used uh, to build, uh, to help build and re reinforce uh, my brand of being a family guy first. August 16th is my daughter Kelly's birthday. And for a number of years, now now, you know, because she's out of college, she's got a job, she's moved, she's moved away, this doesn't really apply anymore. But for, for many years, I would, that would be on my calendar as being unavailable for me to give speeches or do any kind of consulting or do any kind, any kind of travel. And, uh, and my clients all knew that, and my readers all knew that, my BFFs all knew that, uh, that every year, they would, if they went and looked at my calendar, they would see that that was blocked off as being unavailable because it was, it was Kelly's birthday. And people talked about it. So it became, became and, and, and one of my big things is, is saying to my, my clients that, you know, I'm Kelly's dad. See, that's part of my, uh, um, you know, that's part of my title. And, uh, that I, uh, uh, family comes first and things like that. And so that reinforced part of that branding proposition that I was, I was making to people. And I think that, uh, you know, there's, there, I have a client um, out east who uh, now they've gotten into where they have an annual miniature golf tournament uh, that, that they build up as being a huge deal. It's an indoor miniature golf, golf tournament at their warehouse. And they've gotten, it's gotten to, it's been going on for many years now, and it's gotten to the point where people are flying in from out of town for the miniature golf tournament uh, uh, event that they are, put, they are putting on. And so that is a date that they own every year, uh, you know, with their clients' prospects, uh, clients and prospects. Uh, number six, reason of, of how he is establishing and reinforcing is that he, is, he delivers an, ex, an experience to uh, to his marketplace. When you think about it, the kids not only send letters to Santa Claus, but they go visit with Santa Claus. And, you know, more and more when you, when you take kids to see Santa Claus, like when I was little, I mean, some of the department stores would have big, huge, uh, you know, uh, displays, much like they did in the, the, the movie uh, uh, Christmas Story. Um, but a lot of them, a lot of the Santa Clauses that I, that I went to when I was a kid didn't. You know, they just kind of had a chair over in a store or something like that, and, and I would just go see Santa in, in, in the chair. But nowadays, you know, it's a big deal. They make the experience of going to see Santa Claus uh, 
as really, really special. And you stand in line, and then and you get your picture taken with Santa Claus, and all of this reinforces the experience and reinforces the, 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 the brand of Santa. Number seven, he owns a color. He owns a color. This is, I think this is one of the biggest things that you can, you can possibly do, is to own a color. You know, you know, it's really interesting to me that, you know, companies will have certain, you know, they'll have pants, their logo will have, you know, one, two, or three, you know, colors in their logo, and their legal department will get all uptight and get into all this stuff about, um, you know, what the different pantones are uh, for the different colors and make sure that people, when they're using it in their marketing, use those things accurately. You, of course, you know, Santa doesn't send out these things, but you know what? His color red is always, is always pretty, pretty dead on the same color everywhere you go because it's, it's embedded in people's minds. And you can use color to, uh, to establish and act as an anchor and a trigger in people's minds when you think, you know, who else, ha who else uses the color red? Well, we know Coca-Cola uses the color red, and it's all about, it's all about red with, with Coca-Cola. Pepsi, on the flip side, uses blue, right? And then you've got UPS, you know, what, what can brown do for you? You know, IBM uses blue, too. Uh, IBM is responsible for more blue exhibits than any other, <laughs> other company uh, on, the, on the planet. Uh, so, and I always encourage small businesses to pick a color, to pick a color and, and just absolutely own that color. Use it on your business cards. Use it in your marketing. Uh, when you send out letters to people, when you send out uh, you know, packages to people, if your color is red, Make your make your envelopes red. Make your you know send send this stuff out, uh, and because then people start to equate that color with you. So with my orange uh, as being being my color, uh, you know it's gotten to the point now where people say to me, my clients say to me, I can't look at the color orange without thinking about you, and that's because you know I have absolutely slammed and killed my clients with the color orange. You know uh, number eight is he looks different. He looks different. Hey, thanks, Gary. You said you said that I use orange before. I said, thank you, Gary. Thank you very much. Um, you know, he looks different. See, this is the other thing: is that um, we tend to look like, look and act like everybody else in, in our marketplace. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that you should go as you know far out uh, into left field as Santa Claus does, but but think about this for a second. Let's just think about something like your business card. And some of you have heard me say this before is that uh, companies will tell me, I'll say, I'll say uh, um, you know, how do you compare to your, your competition? And they say, well, we're different than our competition. We're definitely different from our competition. I'll say, okay, show me your business card. You know, get, get your business card out and, and show it to me, all right? And, uh, you know, and they will, they will get their business card out and they will show it to me and it will look exactly like the business card everybody else has. And I say, see, that... That idea of looking different needs to go to where if you say that you are different from, from the competition, then something as simple as your business card, all right, your business card needs to be different from the competition. It, it has to be different from the competition. Otherwise, when you give them your business card, what you are doing now is you're, sending, you're giving something that is an incongruent message to the marketplace. Uh, and your business card should reinforce 
that branding proposition, that branding promise that you are that you are making to the to the marketplace. Number nine is he reinforces his myth. You see, you see this, you see all this different stuff. You know, whether he's got videos, you know, audios, whether he's, you know, he's got he's got his his uh, Santa elves, Santa helpers around the world that dress up like him. You know, we it, you know the story. The myth carries all kinds of things within the myth to reinforce that. Now, you think about some of the myths that are out there about businesses. You know, for example, there's the myth of the tire, uh, the the guy who returned a set of tires to Nordstrom up in Anchorage, Alaska. There's the the myth uh, uh, about the uh, in, the FedEx employee who chartered a helicopter to go make make a delivery. Now, some of some of these myths that you hear are true. Some of them have become bigger than what they were actually, and some of them just simply are unprovable. But they are part of the myth. The myth of the tires is that, you know, for Nordstrom, is that Nordstrom is, you know, says that they will take back anything. They have a risk, they have what is known as a, a risk reversal policy. So they're saying to people, don't be afraid to buy something from us because you can always bring it back. No matter how long you've had it, you can always bring it back. And a story like the tires, you know, uh, the guy bringing the tires back, you know, is a very powerful and way out there and memorable story, whether it's true or not. You know, I consulted for North Nordstrom. I've told you guys before that that uh, I asked the question. I asked, uh, um, you know, one of the Nordstrom brothers, you know, is that true? And he said, I can neither confirm nor nor deny it because I wasn't there. So a great non-answer, you know, uh, uh, you know from, from him about that, because they still want to reinforce their myths. And finally, number ten. Well, oh yeah, and that's right. And in the myth, they've even got NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, helping them to reinforce the Santa myth that that, that a, a an arm of the U.S. military is is actually every Christmas, you know, kids can kids can call NORAD. NORAD has its regular updates on, on the Internet now, used to be, and, and on the news, of where is Santa Claus. So even, uh, they've even got NORAD to help reinforce the myth, the myth of, of, of Santa Claus. Now, the final thing is that tacks right into number, number ninth, uh, the number ninth, ninth, the ninth one, was that uh, everything walks the talk. Everything walks the talk that uh, when you make a promise to people. So, like, like let's say, for example, uh, you, you know, you say that you give great customer service, okay? Everybody says that. Everybody says that. But, in, but what you should be doing is in your promise, you should be making a very specific customer service promise to them and then following it up and then reinforcing it, then doing it. So, so that, uh, again, when you say to people, oh, customer service, oh, and, and it might be just something as simple as, as just saying that when you call us, uh, a human being answers the phone every single time. And, uh, uh, and then, you, you know, and, and so you make sure you do that, all right? Uh, you, you might say that uh, when, when you've got a problem, if you drop us, you know, if you send us an email or, or you hit, hit our hotline or something like that, you will get a response within uh, no less than two hours, 24-7, who knows, right? And you're making a promise like that that is, uh, and, and if, 
and yes, you could say that it might be copyable to everybody uh, from everybody else. But there are some things, you know, what the competitors not only don't uh, uh, can't copy, but they don't want to copy. You know, the Nordstrom customer service, the world class customer service promise that they make. You know, they've been doing it for years and years and years. And when I go down to our local mall and there's a Nordstrom that I go in and I can see how great the customer service is, they take care of me, it's, it's continually very, very good. And then I walk out into the mall and I walk, what, 100 yards, maybe not even that far, and there's a Macy's right there and I walk into the Macy's and the customer service sucks. It's, you know, it's terrible. And they've been right in that same mall together ever since I moved to Seattle 30 years ago. So it's it's something that cuts you know that when you make a promise like that, uh, you know that is a specific type of customer service problem uh, promise. You can separate yourself from the crowd with that, but don't just say we give great customer service because that's a vague generality and not a meaningful specific. You want to say something that people are going to going to know. Okay, we can I can tell, and then everything behind it walks the talk. Everything that you do has to walk the talk of the branding proposition. And when you think about these 10 different things that Santa does uh, to, to establish his uh, um, branding prop, to establish his branding proposition in the minds of the customers, and then all the things he does to uh, reinforce those, uh, that branding proposition in the minds of the customers, uh, well, then it's no, it's no wonder that really, when you get right down to it, Santa Claus is uncopyable. And that's the word. You know, I always say we always want to try to be uncopyable in some way or more than one way, if possible. And every one of those is something you can grab onto to help yourself be, be uncopyable from the competition. And if you're able to do something like do all 10, like Santa does, then, wow, you've got yourself, uh, you, you've got yourself a really, really great, great situation. So... Short and sweet, half an hour program today. Nothing to really. Uh, uh, I don't didn't didn't want to stay too long on the first one back after after IMTS. Uh, you know, but that's the branding. See, that's how I analyze uh, Santa Claus, and there might be other ways to analyze analyze them as well. And uh, you can take some of those and uh, and run with them yourself. So I don't know if anybody has any questions about Santa or uh, questions about how to apply some of these. Uh, um, ideas and some of these uh, points, uh, feel free to stick them in down below. I've got, uh, you know, obviously got time for some questions. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, while, we're, while I'm waiting to see if there are any, any more questions or any questions, uh, then uh, I'm going to just say uh, that, uh, <laughs> okay, for the first, uh, remember to Kelly's dad, right, right? And uh, since and this is your first kickoff, for the holiday season, so I gotta gotta throw this stuff in here too. How do I look? Do I look like Santa? Sure, look like Santa. But uh, and if you have any questions that you wanna contact IMTS about, we <laughs> we're 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 what 23 months um, 23 months away from from the next show, and uh, we're starting to work on it already. I know you guys are probably just. Just shutting down, actually, is what it is. So I don't see any questions, so that's okay. That's cool. Just remember we uh, will always uh, record this, archive it. The visuals will be available as well. We'll send that stuff out to you pretty quick. And uh, 
We'll be back again next month. Not sure what the date is just yet, but we will be back again next month. So this is Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad and marketing gunslinger. And thanks for watching. See you next time. And always remember, be uncopyable.